Hey, this is the Bridging Realities podcast with your hosts, Danielle Polgar and Eugenia Crock. Bridging the esoteric and the practical concepts of astrology into everyday life. We're happy you're hanging out with us and we hope you enjoy. Hey, humans, fellow humans, how you doing out there? Me and Eugenia are sitting across from each other on Skype for another episode of Bridging Realities, and it's just going to be us two checking in with the cosmic weather that has us both in a tornado storm. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just wondering, how the hell are you doing? Um, Wow. Mm -hmm. Where do we want to start? Because we just kind of vented for the past 30 minutes, like insane, insanity. Yeah. Insane, insanity, insanity, insanity. Well, maybe we can talk about the transits that are happening right now. Let's do that. So that we can, you know, so this, it's just, this is just a check-in episode. And again, for those of you listening, you're going to resonate with some of what we're going through and some of you are not. We all have different charts right now. We're all going through different things. But if you are a mammal walking on two <laughs> legs with either a vagina or a penis, you got to be feeling some of this right now. Some of it. You got to be. How could you not be, right? So today is the last day of January of 2017. We've made it through our first Roman calendar bullshit calendar month, um, right? It's always that day right before rent is due, right before oh, mortgage yeah. is due, right before the big bills, the 31st, right? We're, we're clocked into this fucking system that, like, there's these days that are doom days, right? There's, like, the last day of the month, and then there's Wednesday, hump day, or there's, like, Monday, you know, and it's, like, these this rat wheel thing we're in. Um, So, but regardless, we're on that day. I think we're kind of heading towards the crescent phase of the moon cycle. So that's always a bit struggling, but what's going on in the sky right now, Danny? Well, we've got Pluto and Mercury conjunct, or at least they're moving away from conjunction, which is good, (sighs) which is good. And at the same time, that has been really up for me. I'm really feeling that the intensity of my thoughts and just, whoa. Um, and communication being really intense as well. And let's, I actually, uh, had a, 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 a gal I spoke with the other day who said she really appreciates when we use our personal stories to describe because it helps people learn, right? So contextual. mm -hmm. So maybe you can talk about where that Mercury Pluto conjunction is taking place in your chart. Mm -hmm. Um, so that we can get the different flavors of our frustration, (laughs) the different flavors. (laughs) Well, for me, it's happening in my 12th house, which would, I would say, make it a little bit less on the surface. Um, cause the 12th house is the house that's most hidden from us. It's dealing with our unconscious, which, you know, actually is relevant considering, where I'm at right now in my pregnancy and in this stage of transition in my life, you know, there's a lot of things that are coming up from my unconscious being purged. And that is kind of what Pluto offers us in terms of medicine, I would say. And of course, it's not exactly a pleasant experience, just like getting a colonic isn't necessarily a pleasant experience until afterwards. 
Um, so that's why I call Pluto the, the colonic of the solar system. Um, but you know, something else in terms of my own chart that I noticed yesterday in particular, when I was feeling incredibly crazy, um, was this really frustrating, um, square from Mars and my natal Venus and cancer, um, which definitely brought in some challenges in my marriage, um, not like in my marriage as a whole, but just in the day to day of a conversation with my husband that was frustrating. And, um, and the moon was also opposing my natal Mars. So there was a lot of that Martian like energy. And then of course, Pluto and Mars also share that kind of, um, vibration of pushing energy, out and, you know, out and through kind of directing it as a force. So I think that those were kind of all the players in yesterday's events. And, and now with Mars transiting my third house of communication, mental processes, et cetera, um, I feel activated, but not in the way that I thought I would be with this energy. Um, so anyways, you know, it just, brings a sharpness to my words and to my thoughts. And, uh, as we, Eugenia and I were talking, it's, it's been a very frustrating, angry time. And I think that I'm seeing that even in the collective and of course the, the micro and the macro always kind of have this relationship anyway. So, um, that's kind of mm-hmm. a little bit about Danielle happening in the stars, my relationship with the stars or planets rather. Well, and I'm noticing here with Z transits, uh, so right. So we've got Mercury has been in this conjunction with Pluto, as you spoke to, uh, Pluto is still kind of 17 degrees. So he's still kind of at that halfway point between the transit that he started, uh, transforming in 2008. So in the collective way, the political system, political structure, hence why we're seeing everything we're seeing. Not shocking, not surprising. Um, but then in our individual lives. And so I know I have Pluto on the eighth, um, which is, you know, <laughs> transiting my eighth, which is dumb. But anyway, so when we have Mercury conjuncting Pluto, it's like we're talking about this deep shit that's really been going through a massive epic transformation in our personal lives and our collective lives since 2008. Um, but it's also right now Mercury is squaring Uranus and Aries. Uh, but what else has happened is Mars has now entered Aries, which when it first happened, I was like, hoorah, <laughs> right? It was like energy. Oh my God. I mean, I, the day Mars moved into Aries, I got more shit done that day <laughs> than I have in like months. And that was great. Um, uh, but now the moon is in Aries as well. So what we're seeing right now is Ceres, the mother, um, Eris, which I don't know enough about, but he's, he, she's in there. Excuse me. She's in there. Uh, Uranus, Mars is coming to, to hit up Uranus and, and Pluto or in the moon. So we've got a lot of energy in Aries and Aries is fucking war and Aries is independence and Aries is the individual. And with this conjunction of Mercury to Pluto squaring Uranus, um, what this is, is a screaming festival of things that are being broken down. And Danny and I talked about this um, just before, but what, who we're most mad at right now, are you guys ready? It's like a drum roll. Like who are we the angriest at right now? 
ourselves. Ourselves, yes. Right. And that makes sense with Mars and Aries because totally. Aries is all about the self, yep. right? Yep. And, you know, with this Pluto-Mercury conjunction, it's making a trine to my son, mm. or it will, it will in, in a little while. It's kind of creeping up there. Um, I feel the potential of, like, empowerment as a result of whatever this is, but, you know, transforming my relationship to myself and these stories that I've created. But, yeah, maybe the rest of you are feeling that in some capacity, you know, um, I agree with you, Eugenia, the other day I got so much done, but it's like not enough, you know, it's just not enough. Like there's gotta be more. I I need more of myself right now. And, um, I don't know. I, I think that collectively speaking, you know, all the, the aspects that you're speaking to are just really bringing things up and we're seeing it and we're feeling it. (sighs) Colleen. Yeah, Kali. Yeah, like as we slowly but surely arise from this dream of Pisces land we've been in forever, which honestly, that's kind of what it feels like. Like the day Mars moved into Aries, it felt like I was waking up from a very long dream uh, where it was like, oh, what has been going on for the last year and a half? Like, oh, wait a second wait a second, is this realistic? Is, 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 are these lifestyle choices realistic? Is this life real? You know, all those things like, because I've been, I, yes, it's been more of a a floating through, not with like any kind of ease by any stretch of the imagination, certainly a challenge with that. Um, but yeah, this, this piece about Aries. And I think really it's this anger that Danielle and I are feeling towards ourselves right now. Um, you know, for me, it's happening in the, in the 11th house, Uran, the Uranus transit. <clears throat> and actually it's opposing, it will soon oppose my Pluto, my natal Pluto <laughs> with Jupiter there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but you know, because we've been in this dreamlike place for a really long time, I mean, really, we can go all the way back to 2011 if we want we if we really can cuz that's when Neptune and Chiron moved into Pisces but you know obviously 2016 from November 2015 to to present we have had just so much going on in Pisces and it's like i feel like i because Uranus is in my 11th house i'm i'm having this sensation that i've been listening to my friends and my community people more than I've been listening to myself. And because of that, I have found myself in some really detrimental situations that I don't know how I'm going to get out of. Um, and, you know, like, for example, I'm just going to use a personal example. I trusted my friends to find me and a friend to find me a vehicle to buy. And, and I trusted that that could happen, that my community could pull together and, and help me, you know, direct me towards that. And it's been just the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes of my life and continues to show that to me every day. And again, cause I was trusting my community and my friends to, to pull together. And I think in normal situations, that's fine. But I think if that Piscean stuff hadn't have been there, perhaps I would have been a little bit more grounded in me. 
Um, and so, so I think with everything now moving into Aries and it's really gonna be doing that now. I mean, as, as we move along this year, I mean, Aries is going to get bigger and bigger. We're going to like, you know, this time next month, we're going to have Venus then in Aries as well. Um, you know, then we're going to have, I mean, we're just going to keep having Mercury is going to be in, in Venus, uh, or excuse me, in Aries. So Aries is kind of going to slowly, but surely of course, be that next stage beyond Pisces, which is that initiation to begin. It's that beginning stuff. It's fire. It's total fucking fire. And so as we're waking up out of this sleep, it's kind of like when you wake up out of a dream every morning when that alarm clock that horrible sound, or, you know, even if it's a nice sound, it, it wakes you from your dream. I don't know about you guys, but I want to hit someone in the face every single time that happens <laughs> every single morning. <laughs> I just want to hit something like, why do I have to wake up? Totally. Um, and I think that's maybe what's happening is now it's like, wake up. Like, where have you lost power in your life? Where have you been asleep at the wheel? Where have you been over fantasizing? Mm -hmm. And not setting boundaries with people, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's just all going to be magnified when the nodes move into Leo. We're just going to have more fire. And, um, you know, I kind of feel like also with Saturn, it's going to go retrograde at some point again, but... Um, with it just hanging out there in Sag for the next, you know, 10 months or so, um, or more, <clears throat> we are still in that conversation, right. Of like, what's my truth and, and how do I take responsibility for that? So I think that really speaks to you, especially cause it's transiting your seventh house, you know? Um, so yeah. And, and we're still coming out of, I think, and still integrating and, and, kind of processing the Saturn Neptune square that we were in. So it's a harsh reality that we're kind of stepping into right now. I mean, clearly, um, with the cultural political climate that we see. And as I've said before, I kind of think, fuck, I think things have to get worse before they get better, you know, in that kind of purgative sense. And I don't know how bad it's going to get, but that is often part of the healing crisis. So how do you, how do we, how, how then can we translate that to our lives? Okay. So I I, I (laughs) love that point. And I feel like it's, listen, great things are happening. Of course, like yin and yang, it's always happening. Like, you know, neutral demartini. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) God bless his soul. Love it. why can't he just be my pocket? Why can't I, I just be that dude? He, I mean, geez. Uh, anyway. Um, but how do we then look at it from that perspective? Okay. So it's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, how is that going to look And like in our personal lives and how do we, how do we be okay with that? You know, like, I think it's pretty easy to be okay with it on this collective level, right? Because we can watch it from this like observation place, but in our own personal life, how do we be okay with it getting worse before it gets better? Sure. I know. I I've thought about that actually, because I'm like, uh, you know, and then there's this other voice that comes in that says, well, you're never given more than you can handle at any given time, right? Like you're built for this kind of stuff. And I think back to other challenging times in my life. I'm like, well, I made it through that. Like I could probably make it through anything. And I guess what I'm realizing is that there are going to be times where it's a lot worse. And then 
a lot better and then a lot worse. Like there's a whole kind of wave, Mm -hmm. I think in that change, uh, process. It's almost like climate change. Like it warms up and everybody's freaking out and we're like, Oh my God. And then it like cools down and everybody's like, ah, and then it warms up. And then it's so, but we're gradually increasing. It's gradually getting hotter, but that's kind of like change. That's just what happens in that journey. So I, I think that that requires people to be adaptable and creative. Like when you're in crisis mode, how do you, how do you meet it? How do you engage with it? You know, personally, I fucking freak out at first, totally freak out and (laughs) allow myself to freak out. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Crisis. And then something in me shifts and I get creative and I, you know, something within me motivates to, it's kind of like the on switch, I guess, for the survival instinct. Mm -hmm. And, um, I find a way, I mean, that's how I've gotten through situations where I thought I can't get through this or I can't do this or whatever. And I don't know necessarily what it's going to look like in terms of things getting worse, but I don't want to put that negativity out there, but do you understand what I'm saying? Kind of like it almost like the structures, Pluto's teaching us that, right? Like Pluto and Capricorn, it's like the structures are coming on down so that they can be rebuilt. Mm -hmm. And as Eugenia and I kind of always circle back around to this conversation about money, a huge piece of this is our financial world. Um, Eugenia was just telling me a story about, I don't follow pop culture people, (laughs) I'm really in my own little bubble here. I don't either. Uh, it just popped up on my TV or like, you know, I was watching Hulu and it like, I stepped away to pee and like, it just threw it in my face, but sorry. So what ahead. do you want to, do you want to share that? Cause I don't know the details really. Oh, either do I. All I know oh. is that it was like police reports state that there will be cops from this nation and cops from this nation. Cause Kim Kardashian has been robbed. She's lost in that process a $4 million ring. And I was like, what the fuck? Four million dollar ring? Oh, a ring. A ring. Yeah. Like, and here we are educated and, you know, contributing to humanity and serving humanity to the best of our abilities and, you know, learning and growing from it and, and dedicating our lives to serving humanity. And I'm not saying that she isn't. I'm not saying that at all, but why does she have a singular ring that is $4 million? Sure. That she, that's insured anyway, that she's going to recover in right. no problem. I mean, you know, how it's much like, is that's her nothing house to her. then? And how much is sure. her car then? And, you know, it, it is, and, and she has 4 million followers. So 4 million people. Like, I guess, you know, they had said like in this report and I just was like, jaw on the ground. I couldn't turn it off. Um, because it was just jaw. It was shocking, but they were like, yeah, she's been away from social media for the last two months to recover from this tragic event, which agreed getting robbed is tragic. Totally. Um, 
She's now taken back to Instagram to get supports of her followers. And they're all coming out with comments like, we love you, Kim. We support you, Kim, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, y'all, do you have $4 million wings? <laughs> like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Right? Wow. It is. It, well, it is. And, and that's the thing that I'm recognizing, too, in this whole social structure that we find ourselves in, is there's just something. There's, it's, it's almost like looking at um, a spider that maybe has had some acid or some, some kind of substance to really fuck up its, its <laughs> process. And it starts to build this web and you're like, Oh, that doesn't look right. Oh yeah. That's kind of what we have going on in our culture. It just isn't balanced. Like, and I, and I, I mean, maybe it is if I were really to like spend time breaking it down, like, okay, well, yeah, but the, just things need to, um, you know, what does the forest do? Right. When it's like, got a beetle that's like eating things. Sometimes like it'll come in and destroy something that's, um, destroying nature or like a fire comes in and burns everything down or a big storm or whatever. I just feel like nature has a way of resolving its issues and humans really struggle with that. You know, Mm. it's like, how come we can't figure How come we can't get our we're so smart. We've invented the internet, yet we can't figure out a way to get ourselves out of this cycle of complete chaos and addiction to this invention called money that causes so much pain and suffering in this world. And I mean, it's not money's fault. <laughs> we invented it. You know, it's, it's like money is an energy. It represents you know, it's, it serves as a, a mode of exchange, but when certain people have it like in excess, she has way more than she needs, right? Like that's just like way more, $4 million is way more than any one person needs. And that's just for one item that she owns. <sighs> I mean, it, I'm not judging it in the sense that like, I don't think she deserves that or whatever, but I just, wonder, and I'm curious how we can kind of shift the distribution of energy that exists in our world and our society so that more people can be contributing to life and actually being supported to be here, right? Like for the gifts and and talents that they have to offer instead of just like showing up on a television show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we'll solve that today. We're not um. solve today. In fact, I actually don't want to be responsible for solving that problem. No. Right. Well, yeah. but I'm trying to shift it in my own life, well, you, you know, know, and that's the thing is and, like starting small. And I get that. And you know, I think it's funny cause I just hear D Martini's words ringing in my ears. Right. And he would have such a brilliant way to, to respond to this. And I actually had had raised my hand during um, the event, the Martini event, in which one of our listeners was at and recognized my voice. A little shout out to Ash. Uh, she's got an apothecary here in Denver. I'm stoked to go see it. But uh, I would mention the name. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But anyway, I had raised my hand and I said, listen, I'm doing everything you're telling me to do. I am motivated. I am inspired. I am doing everything I got to do. You know, I am following, you know, I'm, I'm doing these things. I'm working diligently. I'm delegating. I'm doing these things. I'm, you know, I said, but there's sometimes I'm just very tired 
I'm very tired. I just want to sit or hike, you know? And, and he's like, well, you need to delegate more. And I'm like, okay, I get that. And that was a good point, of course. But what I've thought a lot about since that moment, and just since, I mean, obviously I love this guy, but he also has a pair of balls and there's something, again, this kind of goes back to the neo-feminist thing. Like there's something in me physiologically that can't operate in a man's world successfully, right? Because I don't really want to work like that. We've talked about this over and over again. And like, thank you. Like Demartini, you know, the way he talks, he's like, I get up and I do what I love every day, blah, blah, blah. Well, if I got to get up and do what I loved every day, I really wouldn't do much. Right. <laughs> right? Like, you know, like I love seeing my clients and I love astrology. Oh my God. That's like the nectar of my soul. And I love cooking Chilling. and cleaning yeah. and taking hikes and sitting on the bed, petting my cats, mm-hmm. you know, and having conversations with women and, you know, things that are not productive, so to speak. There's quote marks up around that. Um, and so as much as I really am inspired by Martini's and his methods, um, it's still a man's methods. And and he's it's logical and it makes sense and i follow it logically but my physical body doesn't have the stamina to go like like his whole thing is he likes to research and teach and travel and that's great but how do you make <laughs> you know it, you know but that's like getting up every day and doing 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 going 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 and for women I mean, I, I gave a lecture here a couple days ago to a group of women and, and, uh, you know, six, seven hours later or something, they finally all left. And this guy next door was like, damn, you ladies were together a long time. I'm like, cause we were ladies. We can do that. Like we can sit in a circle as we were doing and talk endlessly for hours. Endlessly. And that doesn't produce anything except for the feminine. Right. And so I've decided to start re-listening to, um, uh, what's her name? Women Who Run With Wolves. On, I have it on an Oh, yeah, Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I've read it, and, but I'm listening to it, and her opening line is like, we ain't men, you know? Yeah. But, 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 and, and being wild is just being, sort of, totally. so to speak. Go ahead, sorry. Right, exactly. Just the being aspect mm-hmm. instead of the doing. And I will say that sitting in a group of women chatting in its own right is productive Yes, because we become aware, we become more conscious, we become more open, we become more loving and compassionate and, you know, Mm. towards ourselves and towards others. Mm. So if Mm. anything, that is like the most productive thing we can do is to be and to communicate and to connect instead of this, I don't know, kind of obsessive, um, it's not mindless, but it's, um, it's got this kind of almost disconnected or disembodied kind of doing that I feel is very detrimental for 
where we're, we're trying to go. I mean, there's definitely, I, I'm feeling it energetically, even of this push pull of, okay, I have to, I have to show up in the world. I have to do this. I have to create something. I have to be somebody. And then this simultaneous intuitive kind of nature within that says, I'm tired, (laughs) really tired. And I want to just receive. I want to be in that place of receiving and be in that natural, quiet relationship with nature that doesn't have the mental chatter and isn't jumping from one thing to the next and looking for the next best thing and creating the next piece of technology and always being up and up and up. It's like, what about slowing everything down? Really just being present. Oh my God. I can hear my breath. I'm alive. Mm. I'm breathing. Oh, wow. That to me is living. Mm-hmm. I know. And I, I, I just don't know how to incorporate that into, oh fuck, tomorrow's the first and I have rent to pay. <laughs> um, got more bills to pay and more things to do. And I'm having a baby's going to come out of my body in two months and I won't be able to work for like six to eight weeks. So what am I going to do? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've got to get ourselves back to the garden to quote Joni Mitchell. (laughs) You should have that tattooed somewhere predominant on your chest or something. (laughs) Get back to the garden with Joni. I love her. You know, I think I, I think while you're talking, I figured out my solution. Sugardaddy.com. Oh, bring it. Go find him. Maybe I'll find sugar daddy for me and Randall. Uh, You know, I, one of my favorite, (laughs) I I just heard that. Yeah. Um, I'm one of my favorite, um, movies is, or authors in general, um, is Jane Austen and, uh, you know, the picturesque, a thing of her sitting in her at her table you know you see pictures of where Jane Austen was and I actually lived not far from there in England in the Cotswolds for a while and I got to sort of live in that picturesque setting although I was going like to nightclubs at night and you know, <laughs> I was in my 20s so I was like also like having a fun modern time but uh but I enjoyed the the aesthetic of the Cotswolds and uh you know, you, you see those photos of her table where she would write and it was just like a lantern and a piece of paper and a pen and ink. Um, well, and, and you, and when you read her stories, but there's this one, um, in particular movie that I've, I've watched many, 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 many times over Pride and Prejudice, the Karen Knightley version. Um, and I think because that idea of how she just reads and then she like walks through the fields and she you know helps feed the pigs and you know there's no ambient lights and uh it's it's romantic but it's you know I think when I when I sink into that fantasy place that's it you know it's just simple and and I think you know before calendars, it was probably that simple. Before time was created, it was probably that simple. Um, 
yeah. So I just, that would be nice. <laughs> and maybe <laughs> this is, this is all that Neptune bullshit. And yeah, maybe that's all this, cool. this Aries and it's a Saturn Neptune square and all this Aries energy is kind of like, get over like get over it like fantasies are fine but you are on i don't know it's just well, kind i just of wonder how we can harness the aries warrior like energy and productive emerging from the ground you know like bursting forth but in a way where it's actually it's just softer where it's not hmm. so hard because hmm. that's the thing that i keep coming back to is like why does this have to be so hard And then, I mean, I know it's like, oh, at at other times in my life, it's like shift my perspective and change everything. It's like change your, change your mind about what it is that you're seeing. But then there are the the matters of fact of reality of like, oh yeah, it's really expensive to live in this world in America. And I've got to make ends meet and I've got to do these things. And there's a lot that's expected of me. That's a good point. I just have to say, Sol Jonathan, who comes onto our podcast often, all the time, lives in Norway. And she says that to me all the time. She's like, in America, you don't get to be feminine. She's like, she's like, oh, sweetheart. You know, the way she talks with her beautiful voice. She's like, I love her. Yeah, yeah. totally. And she's like, you know, it's just harder for you guys. And she, she makes that very clear. And and it's funny. I was thinking about this actually a lot today. I was thinking about why did I start traveling at 19? You know, I was kind of like, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I was thinking about it. And I was thinking, I realized, I remember thinking at 19, something's wrong here. Like Mm. something is wrong. And so I left to go find out and I lived in third world villages and I lived in metropolises and I lived in jungles and I lived in oceanside properties and I lived in, you know, anything in between, you know, from Asia to fucking Eastern Europe, you know? And every time I came back here, it was like, misery. It was like, I would, you would get off the plane and it was just sad. You know, the color fell away and everything was monochromatic here and everyone's head is down here. And you go to these other countries and there's color and there's community and there's softness and there's joy. And, you know, and somebody said to me the other day as someone, you know, bitching about something and they're like first world problems. And I, you know, I was saying to Danielle earlier, like that's bullshit. That's bullshit. First world problems are fucking hard. They're especially hard. Third world, first world. Like who's going to categorize who's struggling more? The people have to get up and do shit they don't want to do all day long and get little boxes on the hillside, little boxes made of ticket. That or people (laughs) who are waking up with the sun going into the fields, getting their hands dirty, coming. I lived in Fiji for a while, right? These fuckers had nothing. They had nothing. We used toilet paper as newspaper, as newspaper, as toilet paper. You know, we were brushing our teeth out of pond water, you know, like these little tiny villages, you know, nobody was unhappy. People were fine. They laughed. Yeah, there was they're, joy. They're not there. They no, <laughs> they're not depressed. Antidepressant psychology exactly. is not even a thing they've heard of to figure out right. why we're depressed. Psychology is because 
of the fucking Roman calendar, because of the patriarch, because of the fucking brainwashing, because of the industrial revolution, because of the GM Motors 40-hour fucking work week, because the Rockefellers, as Martini pointed out, created a school system to create robots for the industrial revolution. Yeah. This place yeah. is fucked. And I'm tired. I am like, yes, I love what I do. And I, but like, where, when will we have space to be in this country? Will that ever happen in our lifetime? I don't know. And maybe this is Chiron in Taurus. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is our generational wound. I don't know. There's all these layers. We don't get to talk about it much longer because I have to go get into (laughs) my vehicle where there's going to be a bunch of other vehicles and try to get through rush hour to an appointment which I'm grateful for. And it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot. It's and a we're lot. feeling it today. Did and you, that's why we're being we're feeling it. And you guys tend to like yeah. that and you're going to hate half the shit we say too. So whatever. Um, we can't <laughs> just please everybody. It out there. We're just doing yeah. what we do. And we like, and it. hopefully we're speaking to some part of someone who says, Oh my God, I totally resonate with this. And I don't feel so alone. So, exactly. You know, on on the to end on a positive note, shit's hard, okay, <laughs> and we're in it together. Um, we're smart, and I think that we can get creative together and really utilize this energy to make some really positive changes in the world. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. Well, even as simple as our Patreon page, which I'll totally. put a little plug out there, but by you guys contributing like a little bit of money every month, uh, you're allowing us to be able to do this because those of you who do listen tend, tend to appreciate what we say. I've heard a number of people say, I can't wait every week for your episodes. And that's like a that's like the best feeling in the world. And because I think there are lots of you out there that are just like Danielle and myself. And that's why we're doing this. We're creating this tribe. And so we're, you know, we're making some money now from this podcast, which is really, really exciting. But like, yeah, like we've talked about before, I like being on Facebook and talking to people. Like it's kind of like being home and talking to women. And that's what our Facebook group is. We like, you know, it's not like we're all just sitting on it all day, every day talking, but you know, there's been a couple of days where, the, you know, we have a thread of conversation that's happening and we're all there and we're all having the conversation together. And I like that. And, and that's, that's feminine. That's, that's the energy I, I, I want to, yeah, I like to sit around and that's why I like to do astrology, right? Because I'm sitting with individuals in a very deep way, talking about the cyclical nature of nature. And it feels good to go deep and dive deep like that with people. And I, that's why I like, that's why we like doing this work. And so, um, so we are working on cultivating that if you are not a patron, um, you're welcome to become. So I know that we're sounding really crazy right now, but we are (laughs) needing to come up with ways all the time. And as I'm sure many of you are as well as, it's not about it's 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 not always going to be about doing and 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 sometimes it will but these doing and being energies are not equitable right now they're not equitable um how do we find equanimity between being able to do both and like when I raise my hand to D Martini, he's like, figure out way to, you know, do more, you know, delegate it. That's fine or whatever. But, um, 
it's like, okay. And that's still masculine, you know? Sure. What about collaborating? Right. And that's, I think more huge, invitation huge. that we are, you know, and the invitation in the space that we are creating together, bridging realities, bridging realities. We're bridging our worlds and we want to support you and we want to feel supported. I mean, let's be the change together collectively. Um, come and join us and let's co- come together to like figure this out, you know, figure out the next steps, bring our brilliant minds and hearts, um, together to do that. So that's what and we got out with each other. Yeah. 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 That is what we got today. That's what we got. So, today. uh, we will send you on your way and we'll go on our way to embrace a state of presence and being an open receptivity. And hopefully from this place, we can invite a new reality. Aho. Amen. Amen, amen. Peace be with you all. And also, and also with, with you. you. <laughs> Drilled into my head. <laughs> Damn Catholic church. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. We love you all. Uh, okay, but you love you guys. Have a good week. <laughs>